Pops. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the NBC network, radio host, Hurricane Age, new day, new show, an awesome topic, a topic we all need to listen to, to hear every now and then, to reconnect with. <laughs> uh, it, it's a topic of something that's essential in our lives. And uh, again, I try to be a little bit of, uh, you know, suspenseful uh, as always. Uh, I have a great guest with me and uh, uh, this particular guest does this work for a living, the one, you know, the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, she's a psychotherapist, author. Um, she's a TEDx speaker. Um, she's a relationship expert uh, who helps people recognize the power of communication and, and, and really basically, you know, self-talk and everything else, communication for others and so on and so forth. So today we're going to go deep dive in the art of communication and the science of communication, if you want to call it that way. Without any further ado, I have with me Dr. Heather Brown. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh no, no, it's uh, thank you for being with us. <laughs> yeah, this is this is important. I mean, you know, uh, we all talk. I mean, I think the first thing we do as as babies, like you know, we start squeaking, you know, and the next thing you know, we're like out a couple of words, and everybody's excited. Oh, my first word! I, my son, my daughter just had their first word, and so we start communication even before words. We start by signal, <laughs> by by just you know motions, and you know. Uh, little bit of things but communication is, is everything i mean uh, in in this world and uh one way or the other we have to be able to do it. and we don't live in an island isolated from everything and anything and, and so it's important but before we get into that uh let's let's talk about your psychotherapist i mean you know what is that journey like i mean it's it's just to, to get people closer to the work of psychotherapy well i love it so it's the opportunity to work with people who know that they're having a tough time with something or want to do something differently. And they've basically tried every way they know how, and it hasn't come together as I'd like. So they reach out to me or someone like me who's been trained and spent, I've spent 27 years being a psychotherapist. And so it has, has quite a bit under your tool belt and can have a different viewpoint because you're not intimately involved in it. And so they'll come and share what they want to work on. It might be grief. It might be depression. It might be lack of purpose. It might be they just argue all the time with their partner, whatever it might be. And I help them figure out what's going on and how to change things up so that they're more successful um, and feel better about themselves and more congruent. And that's what I do. I just help people learn how to be their best self in the way that they want to be. Well, I, I, I've always been, you know, mesmerized about the work you do. I mean, because I've had actually a few shows with psychiatrists, psychologists, and psychotherapists. And, you know, the, the common thing is that you folks listen to people's problems. <laughs> you know, I mean, people come to you for help. And, you know, it is not easy to to really just, you know, get all that stuff. And you get a lot of different stories, different things, and different angles. Everybody's got their own view about why things are not working out. And, and I'm talking about in general here. It could be parents, kids, it could be spouses, you know, couples, you know, sometimes maybe, maybe even corporate world. I mean, you get issues with employees and you, you know, you got to figure out like how to do it. I mean, I've seen different scenarios of, of those needs. So that's a lot of stuff that you guys do, but, but I think it is a necessary work because I think none of us or most of us are not able to figure things out the way you can with your practice and your work, because you can help someone identify where things are going wrong. And, and, if somebody's watching or listening right now, you know, for a fact, we all 
two things, not always right. <laughs> we sometimes miscommunicate. Sometimes we have, you know, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things happening around us, you know, that cause grief, as you said, stress, you know, all these things. And they impact the way we talk to the world. We communicate with the world. So, so thank you for, for, for that. Now, of course, you know, you, you, I, you and I, we were just briefly chatting you did TEDx. That's a great thing. I mean, that's an achievement on its own. Uh, and you have a book and we're going to talk about the book as well. And, uh, you know, uh, whenever we, we get to it before the end of the show, definitely we want to talk a little bit of the content and, uh, when it's being released and, uh, cause that, that's an important piece. And I'm sure that book's going to have a real impact on a lot of people out there. So we want to talk about it as well. Yeah. So now let's talk about communication the big oh. you know, c you know i mean <laughs> i, I kind of introduced this as like we all do communicate right but what's the big fuss i mean let, let, you know what can communication do bad or good for us <laughs> well it gives us an, an opportunity to try to connect with somebody else to try to have some idea of the way we perceive a situation um it brings color and some shape to what we're talking about, but it, it to me, communication is a love letter if you do it beautifully. And so that's something that I, I walk my clients through to try to help them learn how can you approach it in that way. M most of us approach communication as words. And so we just start sharing our words. And I, I don't think that's most effective. I think if I start with offering intentionality and compassion, and then I try to connect with you on what's the purpose of this conversation? What are we trying to achieve? Then we start to have a little bit of a blueprint. So if I know I want to resolve an issue with you, but I really want us to be doing well through it, I'm going to start the conversation very differently. Most people don't do that. They say, I hate it when you do this. Why do you always do this? And your mother always does this. And we just dump and kind of vomit on each other not going to have the best outcome. So if I say, you know, I'm really frustrated with this. I, we've got to figure it out differently. H how can we approach this from a different side? Then you see me not being against you or beating you up or blaming you or putting you down. And you see the value that I have in you. And that's going to be a different conversation. So what I tell my clients is compassion first, connection second, and then you bring the words because the words will be very different. When my daughter was a teenager, she would come into my room sometimes and she'd be frustrated with me. And she'd say, mom, I'm really mad, really mad at you. And I'd say, okay, may I share one thing first? She always said yes. So I'd look at her and I'd say, Sienna, I love you. And her sweet little beautiful face would go, I'm like, yep, come here, come here. I'd hug her and then I'd say, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what I'm doing. Tell me what's pissing you off. What do we need to do? How do we resolve this? If you're connected with the other person, the conversation is going to go so much better. And it's so easy to do with a couple of simple steps, but we don't do it. We're really sloppy. If, if I want to make dinner, I don't just open the refrigerator and say, oh, cottage cheese, yogurt, ham, mushrooms, ketchup, syrup. I wonder what this is. I follow a <laughs> recipe. 
And if you look at communication in the same way, a conversation is for sure a recipe. Do you want it to be slop? Or do you want it to come out with a resolution? And we just are not conscious of what we're doing, which is really silly because we have so many conversations that are pointless, that are only going to hurt, that aren't going to end up the way. How many times have you been in a texting string with someone and they completely do not get what you're saying and you're back? I didn't mean that. No, that, that's not what I meant. And, uh, 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 uh. If we would just take the time to set things up better, it'll, it'll go so much better. You know, we we say it got lost in translation. <laughs> you know, all the time. All the time. It well, it does. Well, well, thank you, Doc. And and you know, it's it's funny. Like you you, you kind of invoke the three C's here: the compassion, connection, and communication. So I love that. And and you know, we don't like listen. I'm listening to you. Like we communicate by default, right? Because that's like something we do since yes. we were born. Right? When, as soon as you start talking, you're like quack 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 quack, and we talk and talk and talk. But really, do we really relate to stuff correctly? Do we, and and sometimes we wonder why things are not getting <laughs> any results. You know, we clash with people. You basically, I mean, there's that expression: you can get more with honey than you get with vinegar, right? Because yeah. because how you say things, right? It's not what you say; it's how you say it. But but that's the thing: we're not trained to really be, you know, kind of polished from day one. That's the problem. I mean. You but know, isn't that but, silly? Since so much of our life is based on communication, pretty much every job, every relationship, I don't really know why we're not taught in these things. I came up with what are four questions to ask before you step into any important conversation. All right, and people are like, well, what, what would that be? Uh -huh. And, <laughs> you know, you, you think about, so the first one is, why are you having this conversation? What is the outcome that you want to have? If you can't determine before you start a conversation what you're trying to step into, you're not ready yet. The second is, is this conversation going to bless the person you're speaking with or the relationship? It's going to stop so many conversations before you even start. There is a way to bring every conversation up in a way that can help and support if you think about it long enough. So if you can't do that, you're not ready. Number three, are you open to hearing the other person's opinion? Truly. If you're not, you're not ready. It's a lecture or it's a fight. And then four, and this one's so important, is it the right time? So many people have really important arg um, arguments because they didn't start it off as a conversation at the right time. Someone's walking out the door, they're rushed. They haven't had time to think about it. They're upset. And then if you would say, like, this isn't a good time for me. Can we do it today when I come home from work? Then when you come home from work, I say, okay, I'm ready now. Can we have that conversation? So instead of it being adversarial, I'm joining you. And when you can start a conversation where both people are saying, okay, I'm here. I want this to go well. It's going to be so much better of a conversation. But we don't do that. We just blurt it out. And then I realized one day when I was working with clients, this woman had been thinking about this topic for a long time. 
she blurted it out with her husband and he was overwhelmed, confused, rattled, pissed off, angry. And so they came to me to process what had happened. And I said to her, oh my gosh, I have a great awareness. And she said, what? I said, you've been thinking about this for like a month. You've done research. You probably talked to all of your girlfriends. You have so much knowledge. When you dumped it on your husband, it's the first time he's heard of it. He hasn't even thought about it. So he's like a mile back and you're expecting him to join you where you are. What a huge disservice. So many times if we would just say to somebody, we need to talk about the next car we're going to buy, think about it. Like, And then let's sit down when you're ready and figure out what we're going to do. That's a different conversation than if I say, like, well, what car are we buying? So it gives people the opportunity to get up to speed and to actually be kind of equal in a conversation, which is important. And if we were to do that, we would have so, so much more smooth conversations. We'd also care for each other better. And then you also can have the agreement to say, like, if I start to lose you, if you start to get overwhelmed, you start to get upset, let me know. We'll pause. We'll take a little break. I pace my conversations with people. Like, how are we doing? Are you still okay with me? Have I said anything that's pissed you off? Good. I'm good. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I mean, you know, it's amazing. I'm listening to you and I I, I see how you just, just presented this whole thing right now to the show. And, you know, it's, it's, a, I could tell, I mean, this is, this is what you thrive in. This is your world, but really it is, it is, it's very interesting because we do not see it the way you just said. I don't think, you know, now I don't want to generalize, you know, maybe someone says like, oh, I'm perfect. I got this. Maybe there are a few people that are out there that are great at this, you know, or they've been trained, you know, in a better way. But I think most of us, we wing it, you know, and that's the best we do in every single thing, you know, whether with our friends or families and stuff. I love what you said. These four things, if you ask yourself these questions before you even engage, you will probably check yes, no, maybe, mm -hmm, no. Maybe I have to re reset myself for the next one. And that's you. You most of the arguments happen because we want stuff right into each other's face. And or we're like, you know, some people don't have filters. I mean, that's by default. They just throw whatever. It's in my mind. It's in my mouth. And it's bad. Right? You know, it's just like, ooh. Some people don't don't have the compassion and, and, and think like, what is this going to mean to this person if I stated it this way? You know, right. like you said, it is, it is amazing that uh, we need maybe there's got to be some advocacy you know to introduce good communication skills at in from elementary school on you know it's like a mandatory course that that probably goes with you all the way through to the university and college because i think we we miss that we kind of just learn on the go but but right. without basis without any format and so we just kind of do it because if it comes to my mind i think about it i'm just saying and i see more of that today i don't know if just me but I think people are just like, whatever, I'm going to say, I speak my mind. Okay, cool. And, but but what is the outcome? I love what, what, what that is. Like, you need to think like, what is the outcome of this conversation? Where are we going with this? Well, and, people and will say, I just had to say it because I had to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, hear that all the time. <laughs> that's kind of an excuse to like dump or vent. I, I don't walk up to every single person on the street and say, you know what? I think you're ugly or you're fat or your car's dirty. I don't do that. So why would I do that in a conversation? I don't have to say everything just because it's honest. 
if it's not going to help the person, there's no, you're just hurting them. Also, let's say you do those four things, then you also can have another agreement, which is like, let me know if I say anything you don't understand, you don't agree with, and like, let me know so that we can walk through that. That didn't make sense to me. Okay, what part didn't make sense to you? Or what did make sense to you? Because we'll just keep on going and going and going. And then what we'll say is, do you understand? And what does every person say? Yeah. What did they understand? Who knows? And and I'm going to think you understand what's in my head. No, you don't. You understand what's in your head. But I have no idea what it is because I haven't taken any time to be like, so what made sense to you there? Or what did you agree with? Or have I missed something? Conversation supposed to be a two-way street. But we think that the person we're talking with should just understand the way we think and feel. And that's not even logical because you haven't lived the life I've lived. You're not inside my head. You haven't had my experiences. We probably have a lot of commonality, but it's still my perception of how you respond to what I say. There's a lot for us to realize in that. I will never truly understand you. Never truly. But I can certainly try to get a gist of it. Providing it's presented correctly <laughs> in, in the yes. right format. Because, yeah. because again, if, if I'm giving you just my version of things and what I'm assuming you're going to just automatically you know, get, which is not the case, then that's already off by default. I mean, you, you already missed the point. But I, I love what you said, doctor, is that you are going from the idea of the premise that you're already caring for the other person's well-being in, in your way of thinking. I don't think that's the case with majority of us out there. I mean, when we say things, we say them because we just, oh, I, you know, I, I, I see something, I'm going to talk about it. You know, you know, that whole thing, see something, say something, that works for that reason. There is, you see something bad happening, report it. That's one thing. But if I see something in a friend, you know, I need to, Convey that message and have that conversation, or 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 a spouse or significant other. But it, this is different. This is not just reporting. They're gonna take action. This is you gonna have to face these people, and you have to break why this conversation is taking place, why you feel this the way that that you do, why things are not working, and it's not easy. And and I think that's really where the problem happens in a lot of relationships, and the miscommunication is always in play, and. The words kind of escalate and the next thing you know, anger takes place and it's over. I mean, like, oh, that's it. We're out of here and I'm out. And before you know well, it, people are having issues. If you decide that you're going to be offended, but you don't have to be offended. Now, this is a tough one. This certainly comes from being a therapist for 27 years. But I have decided just because somebody else has a thought or a belief or a question I don't have to be offended. And it came out of an experience where someone said, I need to ask you a question, but I think you're going to be really pissed off. So my gut response is, well, what the hell? Don't ask me the stupid question. But I said, well, I guess we'll see. Maybe I can just let it be a question. And she said, can you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I can try. 
So she asked me her question. I thought it was highly judgmental. I thought it was incredibly self-righteous. I wanted to like go back at her and be like, who the hell do you think you are? And But I stopped myself and I thought, do you want to join in that energy that she's pushing at you? And the answer was, hell no. So I thought, don't do it, Heather. Don't do it. Don't lower yourself to the level where she is because you don't like this. And if you respond like this, now you're growing it. So I took a really big breath. I hugged myself kind of tight and I went, no, nope, nothing you need to be worried about. I'm all good. And she just looked at me and she said, I am really surprised at your response. And I said, I am too. But I realized something. Anything that anybody shares is their opinion, their feelings. It doesn't have to be mine. And if it doesn't benefit me, if it doesn't bless me, if it doesn't help me, why the hell would I take it? Now, I listen to everything that people tell me, but if you're telling me something to hurt me, like you've just lost a lot of my my credence into what you're saying because you're doing it in a destructive way. So what I teach my clients to do is to either say, do I have permission to sharpen you? Or do I have permission to share something that I think it's important for you to know? And if the person says, I'd prefer not, you shut your mouth because it's not wanted. I don't have to share with you my thought or feeling just because I want to share my thought or feeling. And if I'm doing it without finding out if you want to hear it, I'm doing both you and me a disservice. So I'll say, do I have permission to share something that I think would be important? And then because people know my heart, they, they normally say yes. And then I say, okay, I need to be certain you can receive this with love. And they go, oh, damn, it's going to be a doozy, huh? I'm like, <laughs> you prep <yeah."> them. <laughs> 100%. 100 I do. I'm like, get them yeah. ready. Yeah. Right. Because I want it to land without them feeling injured, but I want it to land with the clarity that I think will be important. And I always say, if it fits, keep it. If it doesn't, throw it away. It's just, you know, my viewpoint. But I say that and they say, okay. And they go, I'll say, I, I think you're setting yourself up for failure in your marriage right now. And they go, I know. So when you really care about the other person more than like the words that are come out of your mouth, it's a different conversation. And I respect the other person. If they don't want me to share, I don't share. It's just my idea, just my thought. And what will normally happen if they reject it is they'll reject it. And then after like a half an hour, they'll say, okay, what were you going to tell me? Can you receive it with love? I don't fight. I discuss. Okay, I have to say, it's, and it I, is. And I disagree. 
but I don't fight somebody else. You can have whatever belief system you have. I don't have to agree with it. You can say, Heather, you are an idiot. You were the worst guest I've ever had on my podcast. And I'll be like, wow, really? But that can be your opinion. It's just your opinion. When someone says something to you, like, Heather, you're a horrible podcast guest, I'm going to be bummed. But after you say that, in my head, I tell myself, for you. And now it doesn't sound like it's some blanketed fact that's like, Heather is a bad podcast guest. It sounds like, wow, he really doesn't like me. Okay. But when someone says you're fat or you're stupid, the reason we fight back is because we don't agree. If we decide you can have that viewpoint, then I don't need to fight you. I can just say, wow, I think that was rude. It doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be a fight. It does not have to be my truth. I, I, I got this because when I was in New York, when I was 18, I'm six feet tall. And I was standing, so I'm taller than like always, almost everybody. I was standing on a street corner and I think they were German or Russian, four men. And they were standing around me and I looked up and I went, I'm small. <laughs> and then they stepped off the street corner and I became the Amazon that I am once again. But my brain went, and I went, oh, wow, this is dangerous. Our environment determines our truth. If we let it. And I thought, this is really wild. I need to hold on to Heather is tall because I am. I wasn't short. I was shorter. But we don't do that. We make it define us. We, we take what people say, what people tell us about us, or the situation around us, and we allow ourselves to feel defined by the other. And then we play this silly game of trying to fit in everywhere and trying to please everybody instead of saying, yeah, I'm tall. And for 30 seconds, I was shorter. It was heaven. Well, well first of all, I want to say this. Um, I, I do love you. I mean, you're 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 great as as a, as a, as a guest. I will know, take I, that off. as a terrible podcast guest. I, I'll tell you this: if anyone says that, you know, I, I don't want to judge, but but they need to have a, a you know a, a session with you for real. You're very sweet <laughs> to help you're them out, right? To to guide them because we, I I love what you said because that's the reality of things. You're right. I mean, yeah, we tend to want a certain view of ourselves. And when someone comes in with their own view about how they see us, we tend to really get excited about it. Like, you know, well, you can't tell me that, you know, you have to, to know yourself and, and, and know that that's the end of it. You know, you're not going to get offended by anybody's opinion. And, that, and that's actually, I think, the highest level you can be as a human because you're, you're in a good place. Yeah. I don't, you, you, you see, you love yourself for who you are. You love yourself. Now, can we change? Can we be uh, educated? Can we be, you know, uh, transformed? Can we can we be helped to become better? Of course, we all we can we can use help every day. But but you're right, people, and I think that is that is a 
case for majority of us, we make the mistake of when we talk to someone, we project our opinions, our views and stuff, and we want them to really just take them for what it's worth. They don't have to. And that's the thing. Like, I actually use some of that, the stuff that you said. Like, you know, you say anything to me is like, okay, cool. We agree to disagree. I'm good with that. You know, you're never going to change how I think about myself, you know, uh, unless you are constructive where like, listen, you're doing terrific, but, you know, I think there's there's some things we can do to make it even better. And and this is exactly like when, when I hear that, I was like, oh, sure, come on, bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is good. But this that's is- where you're really healthy. And most yeah. people aren't. They want people to tell them that they're perfect when they know they're not. And then they don't have to change. I'm like you. Someone says, Heather, I got to point something out to you because like you're kind of slacking. I'm going to be like, okay, let's get me better. So when someone shares something with me, I take it as a compliment because to me, it means, wow, you think I can be even more awesome than I already am? (laughs) Bring it. You got it. I'm going to prove you right. I sure as hell can. I'm 60. I probably have another 25 years to get even better. Think how awesome I'm going to be at 85. So there's that idea of anything that isn't working Hallelujah. Let me make it better. Instead of deciding, oh, no, 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 no. You need to tell me that I'm just perfect and I'm just fine. I am so far. First of all, perfection is a lie and it's all subjective and it's also a limitation. Perfection is a limitation because if I say this is perfect, that means done. Can't be any better. How silly that is, because as soon as we say it, we know it's not true. This is the best cookie I've ever had in my entire life. What's the thought we have? Could I make it better? What if I added walnuts? I'm going to add walnuts because we, we as humans want to improve. It's, it's, it's like how we're made. We're creative, you know, generating beings, and, and we want to make our life better. We want to have crazy, awesome experiences. We want to feel important. So with that, dear God, I would hope you would change a ton. Yeah, it's exciting. Doctor, you're talking about, you know, mindset and self-talk at the same time. Because really, this takes to have a unique mindset about things in life. And you always like, you see what's potential. You always see the next step. No, you, you don't just take it for face value. There's more to everybody. And by the way, that is a fact. There is more to anyone, anything that you encounter in life. And those of us that kind of get to the point where to realize that, and you will just behave differently, your stuff. Now, I have to say, doctor, that as best as we can be, sometimes you get to a point where somebody really gets under your skin, you know, and I think that's, that's a tough one. So, so how would, what would you tell people, you know, uh, to do to to really eliminate that that feeling of like really getting to that point where somebody really gets. I mean, I think you mentioned something where you were almost there, but you like you you paused for a minute and you kind of reset yourself. And again, you had that self talk internally, and you kind of okay, I, I got this. I'm gonna be prepared. You know, for us as in general, I mean, you have the expertise. Ninety nine percent of us don't have your expertise, and therefore we're not gonna be able to to manage it the way you managed it. And so therefore we're just gonna be like. Okay, whatever. And then we'll just lash back. And this is exactly what hurts relationships in general. Yeah. Uh, you, you see it with you know, with siblings, with parents, kids, you know, uh, uh, friends, companions, work, you know, spouses. 
And, you know, one is always trying to project, you know, over the other people's, you know, uh, their opinion and their views and stuff like that. And they belittle the other person in general based on like how they want to present. And then everything is, and maybe by intent, sometimes it's done intentionally to hurt somebody's feeling, you know? And, uh, but so, so what would be your advice, doctor, in terms of like, if you come across somebody like that, what, what would be the, the good way to, I mean, I'm sure people are listening, watching right now, they'd be like, come on, how do we do this? Because I know we all come across people that actually get under your skin. You just, we have different thresholds of how we can absorb that. You know, some of us have a lot more, you know, I guess, absorption. Some of us are really just like saturated when we just like crash, right? We don't want that. So how do we handle that, that situation? That's a big one. You own it. You say, you know what? I'm getting frustrated right now. I'm getting pissed off right now, or I'm getting confused right now. I need to take a break. I need to clear my head because I'm about to say something I shouldn't say. I'm going to come back in five minutes. And then you go to the other room, you go, oh, my God, that person drives me at the wall. And you dump all that anger out. And then you ask yourself, why am I hurting? What am I fearful of? Or why am I frustrated? As far as I can tell, it's always one of those three. And if you can figure out where you're scared or where you're hurting or what's going on that you're frustrated, then you have a different approach to go back. If you say something to me and I'm feeling challenged by you and I don't want to feel challenged by you, so I lash out at you, I'm not doing anything to clean up. Let's say I'm scared. I'm scared you're going to leave me. I'm not doing anything to clean that up. I just attack you back because I feel stronger if I attack. It'd be so much better if I went off into the other room, let go of my anger, and then said to myself, oh my God, I think he's going to leave me. And then to come back and say, like, I'm scared you're going to leave me. What do I need to do so that we're better? If you can take your fear or your hurt and come to the other person, not in the who the hell do you think you are? Or don't tell me what, what to do, or you don't know me. If, if you can go to your fear, they're completely connected. I'm going to tell you that you don't have the right to treat me the way you're treating me. If I'm scared, you're going to leave me. They're completely connected. So if we look at it from the other side, then we can come back and say, I don't want this relationship to be over. And I think, I think I'm blowing it. I want you to feel really loved by me. And I don't think you feel that way right now. What could I do to help you feel more loved by me? I guarantee you it's not screaming and yelling. I have never in my life had someone go off on me. Never. I've never in my life had someone go off on me and have my thought inside my heart and head, oh, that sweet person, they just want more love. I'm like, who the hell are they? Don't talk to me that way. But the reality is when anybody is acting out, anger, depression, resentment, bitterness, they don't feel loved. Always. And so that's what's wrong. And so what I'll say is, man, I have pissed you off. Like you're super mad. I must not be loving you very well right now. And the person kind of goes, 
Not expected as an answer. <laughs> not at all. But yeah. if you're yelling at me or mad at me, instead of me going back at you, my thought's going to be, oh my God, you're so pissed off. Like, what's going on that you're so mad? Well, you do, 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 do. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that pissed you off so much. Well, yeah, it pisses me off. Can you share with me why? Now, I still haven't taken any responsibility by saying, it's my fault. I'm to blame. I don't even like waste my energy on that. My viewpoint is you're mad at me. You're upset with something. I want to get along with you. I kind of got to try to figure out as much as I can, how do we do this differently? So whenever I find my anger going up or like I'm about to lash, I take a break and I just say, I, I need five minutes. I just need five minutes. With my son, he was a massive instigator. So I would literally cover my mouth so I wouldn't speak because I didn't trust myself. And I'd go into the other room and be like, oh, why is he being such a pill? Why is he being such a pill? And I'm like, because he doesn't think I'm loving him well right now. And I'd come back and I'd say, dude, what's going on? I don't fight back with fighting. I can't say ever, but hardly ever, because it just makes it worse. And the reason you're screaming or yelling at me is because you think I'm not listening to you. So what is me screaming and yelling back at you going to tell you? I'm not listening to you. You listen to me. You're mad at me for something. So what? I'm going to tell you where I'm mad at you. Like it's a complete diffuser. And then now we've got two pissed off people screaming at each other and nobody feels cared for. When you're in a relationship, you want that person to love you always. And you hope that they'll feel your love always. So when it's not going well, my viewpoint is we're not loving each other well. Let's change that. I can love you better. You for sure as hell could love me better. Like, how do we do this? And so I would tell I'm a widow, but I would tell myself when Ted and I were like pissy with each other, like, I know he wants me to feel loved. And for sure, he wants me to be loving him. And if what would come out of my mouth is, well, I don't want to, it was not time for me to talk because I was just trying to hurt him. And no one deserves that. So I would just say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'll let you know when I am. I and then I'd step, I'd step back and I'd say, thank you for giving me that time. I'm having a hard time with this conversation. I, I, I want this to go well because I really love you. But we got to figure out how to do this differently. When you know the other person wants to work with you, it's a completely different conversation. And if I don't want to have it, I don't have it because I'm not ready. I, I got to say this, Doc. I mean, I'm listening to you right now. I'm already learning the tricks here. I mean, this is like, you know, I, I mean, folks, if you're watching right now, listening, we just got ourselves a way to to really diffuse any situation. I, and really, I mean, you know, you you take a break. I, I think that's our problem. 
we we tend to just clash because we want to have that quick response and be like snappy at each other and just like boom right back at you you know without giving it even a split second thought and that's where it just like you know blows out of the you know out of order and everything goes you know south from there and i think what you do is really you just go reestablish yourself internally and you know and come back with i, I love the way you do it i mean it's like i mean it's, it's i'm watching you i'm like <laughs> you're great at it obviously you have different practice i mean you do this for a living it's just a different story but the fact is the way you do it is like you you by the way i love what you said you didn't even say that i am wrong whatever you didn't even do that part where you took you know that part of a response you just said like i'm there's something i can I, how do i do this you basically are proposing you know you're accepting and you're proposing a solution as yeah. opposed to i mean really and and when when listen if you came to me that way and we have an argument i mean i have to be dumb not to accept it i mean just just think about it you, you almost force people to like just back off and like because it's not expected. I mean, that that's not the response that you expect from someone when you come at them, right? Now, I do have a question on that. In in, in a lot of re relationships, you have some dominance, and, and some people are more aggressive than others. And you want to bail out for five minutes to take a break, but sometimes people don't allow you to that to get that space. They're just, oh. Uh, what, what would you tell someone at that, that situation? Because that's what sometimes... And, and you hear about these in domestic violence, someone, you know, comes in and they just don't stop and they're all over you and stuff. And you just tend to just react because you have no escape. You know, in this case, obviously, the scenario you're talking about is that you have the ability to, I need five and you break. But what if you don't have the five? How can you control well, that situation? Go to my website because I have a I have a freebie, which is three ways to step out of a fight. It's a really good PDF. It's just on my freebie page on my website. So all your listeners go to it. But what I what I suggest is have a code word. And it's not like, you know, F you or shut up. It's something like, you know, porcupine. And when one of you says that, it's like your your red light. When one of you says that, it means I'm about to like blow your head off and I don't want to. So you say porcupine and the clue is I'm going to go to another room because I, I absolutely need to unload this anger and not on you. And then I'm going to come back. But if but some people go super fast. So you just say porcupine. You have the agreement that if either of you say that phrase, you let the other person go because the person who says the word is trying to protect you from themselves. And if you go after them, you want to be beaten up and then you will be. So in my practice, we have the agreement. We come up with a code word that they like, it might be taco or whatever. You come up with a code word. And if either of you say it, that means that person leaves the room until they calm down and then they come back. And then I have the person who leaves the room get their anger out and ask themselves, what am I scared of? Where am I hurt? Or why am I frustrated? And the person who's been left, I have focus on they're trying to love me. They're trying to care for me. And they're going to come back. And I want to be able to be a little softer when they come back. Because I do want this resolved. People will come to me and they say they keep pushing because they just want to get it resolved. They're in my office spending a lot of money talking about their anger that is not resolved. 
So it doesn't work. It's better to take that break and then come back in a place where you're working together once again. I had one time with my husband where I took four breaks in one conversation. And he literally said to me, are you kidding me? And I said, I wish I wasn't. I'm not loving you very well right now. One moment where he was a pill, he goes, no, you're not. And I went, it's going to be even longer now. It's going to be even longer. And And I went into the other room. And I thought, he's just frustrated. He's being a jerk. He's just frustrated. And so I'd come back and I'd say, I'm I'm sorry. I know I was probably just frustrated and being pissy. 95% of the time, because I said the apology first, he'd say, you know, babe, I think it was me. And I would just take it. I'm like, thank you. But if you own your part, if you're in a disagreement, are you talking kindly and lovingly towards your partner or whomever you're talking with? No. So own that. I think I probably was a little bit short. I think it probably was a little bit terse. I'm sorry for that. I want this to go better. What do we do? Blame the other. We blame the other. Who the hell do you think you are? How do you treat me this way? Like we take no personal responsibility. And then we say, you made me fight. This is your fault. What? I'm screaming at you and it's your fault? No, it's not. When you really take responsibility, and it's hard because you don't want to have to do the work to do it, but when you do, you have total freedom. I don't get pulled into conversations I don't want to have. I just say, like, this isn't going well. We got to think about how we approach this because this isn't this isn't smart doing it like this. Is this really how we want to have this conversation? And if somebody says, you know, you have to listen, I'm like, I don't. I don't. We can do this in a way where we're both a part of this conversation. Or I'm not interested. I, it's you, I, I, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm listening. It's, the key word is really ownership, like you said. You own it. But you have to be aware of, of the situation and, and, and take a step back and come back. But, you know, two things. Not everybody, first of all, is willing to say sorry. I think that's that's the biggest problem. Everybody's got ego and you know and don't I, say that. Like come back and say I was I think I was tense. I think I think I was right. maybe being a little bit rude. Don't if you have and and I mean I would love people to get over that. Like why is it so hard to say you're sorry? Do you think you always do everything perfectly the way the other person wants? Has they, have they hurt your feelings? Yes. Do you think you probably hurt their feelings? Yes. Like we make it so big. Like I'm saying something so wrong by saying, sorry. What I'm basically saying is I care about your feelings. So the person who refuses to say, I'm sorry, guys, you're not really caring about the other person's feelings. That's a problem in a relationship. It doesn't have to be this big, horrible thing. You're just saying, I wish you didn't feel bad. And you do. It's partially because of the way I'm t- treating you. But but again, 
listen, I mean, listening to you right now, it's it's it changes the dynamic of even how we even perceive the discussion going. <laughs> I mean, you're really changing the dynamics on how how we should have that the argument. And I'm talking just argument here because that's really the biggest part. But but you, I love what you said that use the keywords, right? You know, those those like you know, part, you know, what what whatever expression tacos, uh, porcupine, whatever. But when when you use those, now obviously, if you if someone is a couple in front of you, you're going to give them these tools. But but people, when they get into a relationship, they don't have. Or buy you, my right? book. It's all in ah. my book. Buy my book. Speaking with the heart, you get all you get all my best nuggets in there. But well. but that but that's that's what going to a relationship expert, me or somebody else, gives you. How can you go through what you're doing? It's like going to a physical trainer. How do I lift the weights where I don't injure my body and I have the best outcome? Okay, you're doing the same with me. How do I have a conversation with my partner where I don't piss them off completely and where we actually get some some benefit out of it? Let me show you how to lift the weight of words more effectively. Let me show you how to do reps. Pacing. You're lifting weights. It's pacing. Go up to 12. Go down to 12. It's pacing. And you take breaks when you're exhausted. And you say, I need a spotter when you're a little concerned. We do it all the time, but with our mouths, we just let ourselves run and we create such a ruckus. My daughter said something to me recently. She said, mom, when I think of you, the word that comes to mind is you're gracious. And I went, oh, okay, that's lovely. If we were to all focus on being a little bit more gracious, people would enjoy you so much more. You actually have so much more credibility and ability to have your thoughts and feelings respected and people with you feel loved. And I don't know, some people like to fight, some people like to debate, and if you do, like throw out everything I've said because it's not for you. There are some people who love contention. I'm just not one of those people. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have hugs and people tell me I'm amazing and I'm incredible and laugh. So for those people, all these things that I have shared can really, really help. And if you remind yourself every single day, you really do want to love me, but we got to do this a whole lot better because it's not working very well. The downfall to relationship is one person thinking the other person doesn't want to love them and they start acting differently. And even if the other person didn't feel that way, they feel the person pulling back and then they interpret that as, oh my gosh, you're stop, you're stopping loving me. And then they pull back and you just keep going further and further and further and further and further. So what I tell my clients is every single day, tell your partner, where did you feel closest to them? Where did you feel the most loved? And is there a place that they missed something that was important? And would you be willing to share it with them? If I tell you every single day why I love you or why you're important to me and how we could be even better together, our relationship's going to last forever. It's really simple. 
It's, it is, but it's not what's happening out there, right? This is not the typical scenario. I mean, <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't be coming to you, right? But but that's really, unfortunately, that's what it is. People meet different circumstances. They get together, but they don't have the coaching. They don't have these tools like, hey, let's have a keyword that, you know, if you're angry, you know, like, you know, like, you know, the baton thing or the stick, you know, hey, hold this before you can speak, whatever, you know. You have to have something like that. Those are clues, you know, things to to like, this is not a good time, whatever. But people sometimes, they, they don't do But But what you're talking about here is self-control, awareness, accountability. Uh, really, uh, fe- facing the fears is a big deal. Because to your point, if we, if we are, most of our reaction is out of fear of loss of something. Because that's mm-hmm. what it is. We're afraid that you're going to leave. We're going to lose a job. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to get ridden up. Whatever. Depends on the scenario. But... If I know already what that is, I can always come back and like know what not to do or what to say to prevent it from happening. But again, it takes that right. time time frame to to reset. It, well, it which is, is better? Yeah. Which is better to attack you because I'm fearful that you're going to leave, or take a moment and say, "Please don't go, please don't go, please." Don't I agree with you. To help you stay. Because it, well, some people may think may 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 take that as a sign of weakness. Oh, you, you I mean, you know, like there are some relationships where someone, oh, I can do whatever I want. How pathetic <laughs> is that? No, yeah, but well, you, you, think about it. Like it's a, it's a sign of weakness for me to ask what it would take for a relationship to be better for you to want to be in this relationship, to love me. If that's weakness, you need to not be in relationship. If you're in a relationship and your viewpoint is I am the way that I am and it doesn't matter how it impacts you. And I don't care how you feel about me. You're really not in a relationship. You're just hanging out. You're not going to have intimacy. You're not going to have trust. You're not going to have compassion. And, and I'm not saying change yourself completely for whatever your partner wants. you got to choose someone where there's a lot of commonality, similar goals and ideas, and hopefully personalities and wishes. But and, and, and I don't have to. I can say, too bad. I am how I am, and that's just the way it's going to be. Deal with it. But as soon as I say that, I feel like a heel. Like I don't care about feelings. I might not be able to change it. I might not even be willing to change it. But if I were to say, you know what? I really love that part about me. I, I really don't want to change it. So how about this? When I'm feeling super sarcastic... I'm going to tell you so you can leave the room so you don't have to listen to it. I didn't change. I just helped you not hate me. I think that's beneficial. <laughs> There's the place of how do you work with the person you're in relationship with? Not just this is all there is. So take me. Do you really want to be in a relationship where your response to the person is, well, take it or leave it? My response is, I'm so out. I don't want to be in a relationship where the person's like, this is all you get. Hope it works for you. I want a person who's going to be like, how can we make this better? God, you touched me so deeply there. How can I love you even better? How can I make you know you're like amazing? That's the relationship I want. Not like, yeah. Blah. Well, doctor, you, you're saying key things here. One being like, when you get into a relationship, you have to have someone compatible, as you said, or yes. of... More of your hope, I mean, yeah, but more of the things that you can share that you have in common than, than you know, less, you know, and, and so if you're there, 
you got to work. And, and, and one of the things is sacrifice. I mean, it's not always my way. It's, it's, we're working towards a common goal to make this work. And I think that's sometimes missed. You know, like I, you know, in many shows, I had this discussion about, you know, I, I do cruise and you know, there's the love of marriage show in, on a cruise ship. And the couples that have been married the longest, they're the best couple. And most of the time they win that, 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 that game because they have, if they've really been working towards, you know, loving each other for the longest, they stay together for the longest. And, you know, when you ask them, especially the man, they, 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 the question is like, you know, how do you do? It's like, she's right. I go with the flow. I'm cool. You know, and, and, and it sounds simple, but the fact is it takes a lot of work for both sides to make it work. And if don't you, point, don't you want that, like I am right. I'm right for me and you're right for you. And if we can let that be like, my feelings are my feelings. My beliefs are my beliefs. Yours might be really different. I don't have to, I don't have to challenge you to have the same as mine, but it is helpful if I know yours. And it's helpful if you know mine. And do we really need to fight about it? If you, if you go to a restaurant, let's say you buy a steak, and the, the chef makes his steak perfect for you, like it's the best steak in the whole wide world, and you decide to cover it with ketchup and salt and pepper and A1 sauce and mayonnaise or whatever you do, he's probably revolted back in, in, in the kitchen, but he's not going to argue with you. He's not going to tell you you're doing it wrong. He's not going to say you ruined it. He's going to say, okay, well, they got the steak exactly the way they want it. They're going to come back. Do you think about that concept? If we do that in life, yeah, make it work for you. I wouldn't do it that way, but if that works for you, be happy in the situation with me. Find ways to make it work for you. I don't need to challenge you on that. I don't want to eat that steak, but you can eat that steak if you want to eat that steak. We, we make it so much harder because like, we think we're so important that the other person should do everything the way we do it. And if that was the case, oh my God, we'd be so bored if you're my partner and we do everything exactly the same and we think the same, we feel the same, we would get bored so quickly. What do you think? Exactly what you do. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. It would be, it would be oh bad. my God, it'd be awful. <laughs> Actually, you know, we hear about that. I mean, where, where when someone meets somebody, I mean, the first thing is if the person is always like, yes, okay, yes, okay, they, they get somehow, you know, pulse is like, ah, there's no there's no stuff in here there's nothing i mean it's just yeah, it's just there's like no growth yeah it's it's very no dull and quiet and just boring but you you're right it's got to have some spice i mean you have you have you and you there's two real you know grown folks that are having a discussion and communication a life together with their own self opinions and personalities and yeah. they meet in in the middle and they they have the ability to connect I, I I refer to it to the yin and the yang. I mean, you have to complement each other, and yeah. it, and it it is it work? Yes, it is work. And I, I love what you said. Like, it's not always going to be like I have to agree, but but if it's happening, there's a disconnect. There's got to be a reason why the disconnect is happening. But right. again, I have to to know that there's a disconnect. <laughs> I have to like have that discussion, ask those questions before I can get into the discussion. And by the way, I think this is we're talking more about you know 
spousal or, or companionship here, but but even in, in, in the business world, we do that all the time. When you go to a meeting, you're not just gonna blump stuff because you will be careful <laughs> who you're talking to. You know, I mean, you have a you know, somebody who's a higher ranking and, and you're not gonna just go and speak your mind. I mean, you could, there's a way to do it, and there's a way to do it. If you go completely insubordinate, well, <laughs> that's gonna be bad. But if you go and like, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but you know, I do have a different opinion about this. May I just share my opinion and tell you what I feel. You know, I mean, there's a way to do it. And there's trainings about this in the corporate world too. They, they teach you how to, you know, to to talk to your hierarchies and vice versa. Like how you can tell someone that they have issues or whatever. You're just like, oh, you suck. You're not doing a good job. You know, you. I mean, you just killed the whole discussion. Now it's over, right? I mean, now you have HR issues or something. It's all about how you communicate. And, and again, that's the key. Like this whole discussion today is about how to properly communicate so you don't have, so you have a positive outcome with anybody that that, that, that you have a discussion with. So I love yeah. that, you know. Now, now there are different vital uh, elements to communication or aspects to communication. What are some of the, what are the, the main things that we should be aware of in terms of communicating? Honesty, love integrity, mm-hmm. curiosity, authenticity, love. They're all really important. And if you have those, you're going to have a way different conversation. Part of the reason we fight all the time is we let go of our integrity. Silly. Silly. We let go of love. Silly. We're not honest. You know, and we say we lie because we're trying to protect the other person, which is baloney. You lie because you're protecting yourself. And it's such a spiral because I think by not telling you my truth, I'm protecting myself from you judging me, not liking me. But now I have to be fake with you. And so now I don't think you probably really do like me because now I'm fake with you. So now I really don't know. And then I'm scared that you're going to find out and then you're going to leave me. So like we create this huge mess for ourselves And if the way you are, the other person won't receive you, they should have that right. If I cheat on you and didn't say anything beforehand, like you should have the right if you decide to stay with me or not. I chose to do something that could be incredibly destructive and painful to you. If I'm not caring about you, you sure as hell have the opportunity to care about yourself. But we rob people of that. Because we want them to stay even though we've been crappy. Like you don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to say, I get to do what I want to do and you don't get to choose. You don't get it both ways. And when you really do decide you're going to love on the people who are in your life and care about their feelings, you're going to get so much closer because people want to be loved. People want to be cared. People will also be unbelievably honest with you. My kids come and tell me the things I would never think a child would tell their parent. Like I know sexual things and personal things and money things and because they know that I will try to support them and care for them in the way that they need. And it happens in therapy. They say, I'm scared to tell you this. And I'm like, how can I make it a little less scary? They just say, like, don't get mad. Well, I can't promise that, but I probably won't. I'll more so want to know how you're feeling. And then they say, I let myself down. I did da 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 I'm like, hmm, 
oh, like, how did that happen? How do you feel now? My role isn't to tell them they're horrible. My role is to help them with who they are and how they are. And that's how I view myself in relationship in the world. My role isn't to tell you how to be. My role is to try to help you be you in a way that blesses you and serves you. And so those are all the things that I share and teach and feel really blessed to know. I feel really blessed to know it because it's important. It's really important. We're not taught it. And it can change your relationship. It changes your relationship with yourself. You will love yourself so much better when you give yourself a break. I really blew it. Damn. Okay. Gonna have to clean up that mess. You don't have to rip yourself apart. But if you hold yourself responsible, it changes things tremendously. And like, this is me. Of course, I should be responsible for myself. It's my words. It's my actions. Who else is responsible for what I do or what I say but me? Doctor, you reframe, you restructure people's <laughs> way of thinking about communication. You just changed the way. I mean, just listening to you, it's, it's a whole new packaged way of having a discussion and, and being wow. clear. I love what you said about idea of love you know it's 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 important and we fear sometimes that we're not loved then but but these things that we don't do correctly will just keep that love away further and further and you know therefore it's not happening and and, and again lying you talked about integrity and and being honest lying is going to destroy things then there's no good outcome that's going to come for it people are afraid if i say the truth oh my god you know oh i love what you said well if you say the truth and you knew that you did something wrong well, you have to live with, with with the outcomes, good or bad. You're gonna have to deal with it, but you know they have to the, the right to 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 know what happened, and hopefully it's up to them to make that decision. They might stay, they might go, but but you're not gonna you know cover it and expect it to be like the best thing that's gonna happen. It's it's kind of like amazing when you are reframing these things the way you are and just listening to you. You're like you know, and by the way, folks, you're watching and listening right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is like, huh? I mean. Doctor, you're saying stuff that we probably know, but we just can't, can't get hold of. I mean, it's right. like these ideologies are there, but we can't put them in the way that you put them. And even the way you present them, I mean, it's like unbelievably structured. Ultimately, it is your expertise and you do this. Now, you didn't mention about the book. So what's the name of the book? Speaking with the Heart. And it'll be available uh, on January 23rd or 24th on my website, on ah. Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. Um, it's out from Post Hill Press. I'm really excited. Yeah, so it's 17 chapters, and I cover what communication is, how to have effective communication, how we have developed as a society in communication. I talk about how you come together, attachment styles, um, um, our love languages. I talk about anger and fighting and disagreement and rejection and sex and money and family and holidays and budget and play and intimacy. And it's it's a really good book. I'm really proud of it. So it has exercises in almost every single chapter because my viewpoint was I just don't want to just espouse what I know. I want you to do it. And in therapy, I'll do that. I'll say, okay, we're going to do an exercise right now. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it right now. Because if I can get you to do it right now, you're already moving in the right direction. So I do that in the book. I'm like, okay, 
pull out a piece of paper and a pen. We're going to do it. And then I give you ways to go like, okay, so what'd you learn here? What do you know here now? What's important for you to remember here now? So I walk you through the whole process. So it's kind of like a really long workshop book, but that's why Post Hill picked it up. He said, I've never seen a couple's book like this. I'm like, awesome. Awesome. And it's going to do a lot of good. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that because I want to just want to love on the world and show them how we can love on ourselves and each other and our relationship better. And so that's why I'm here. Well, thank you. And, and I think, first of all, congratulations on the book. It sounds thank you. I, I, I think that book should be, you know, I mean, your book and a couple books that I have in mind should be you know, literally mandatory in you know when you go to get married <laughs> when, when you go to school when you go to business because i think some of these books should literally be like here's your training piece you know you want to know this you know like how we all have you know learning development to give you that the, the, the initiation orientation type of you know program and curriculum these things should be implemented as part of training you know and at work if you are getting married here's this i mean i, I actually know of two books or three books that really can be you you have to have these before you get married, let's go practice. Come back. Let let us see that you pass this 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 stage before you can commit to a relationship. Because I think that will make a difference in life. Because people will not just get married, you know, without having the right foundation. And because if they read the stuff and they're not prepared, they're like, oh, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not happening. But, you know, I think we go we go we get into these, these relationships and we just kind of like, okay, let's see where it goes. So you're already going with the wrong, you know, kind of foundation and base, and therefore you can probably flunk and, and it happens and that's why we have high divorce today it, it, it is sad but, but i think if people have the foundations and you know like the tools and how to and, and even learning like what is going to take to be in a good relationship and to be really successful and and build some people may not even go there because they know this is not them or they'll be practicing enough to be prepped and ready for this and therefore they go in you know happy hey let's do this i got this now so it's going to change the dynamics of people. So I, listen, I mean, it's definitely a hot book. We need to to have these things in, in this world to, to teach them and how to do it. And hopefully we can benefit some people out there. And you will. I know that your work is there. I'm sure you've saved a lot of lives and a lot of couples and a lot of heartache for people. And uh, it, it's, it's great work. And, uh, you know, it's needed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, we could talk for hours, you know, there's just more about communication, but, but I think you really give us, give us the blocks of, of basic, you know, communication and, and relationship and how to really kind of not argue. I think, I think the core is that listening to this, this podcast here, this show will give everybody watching and listening right now the opportunity to like know, you know, how to diffuse a really, you know, an angry, you know, conversation. If you get into a clash you've already given us the tool not to you know take a moment ask the questions breathe come back be positive own it and make sure that the people you know and, and you have to realize that again to your point if you switch it as like i think i know i'm not you know there's something here and then you're gonna change their mind i mean instantly i mean i can see just that happening like you're talking to me I'm like, oh, I'm already like <laughs> trying to be like nicer <laughs> just by, by listening to you, right? So it's amazing. It changes. I mean, it works your psyche in a different way. So, so thank we're you. Being loved. And we respond well when we're being loved. Yeah. I love that. See, that that's that's really it. I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to be loved? I mean, I think everybody okay. does. We all look, you know, for love and caring. And that's the thing. If we can give that back, it changes the dynamics. 
it, it makes life a lot simpler. And you know what? It's easier actually than actually the other way around. Because you don't have your blood, you know, coming out of your ears and <laughs> nose and you know, you're about to blow up. Your you know, your blood pressure is good, your everything is good, you're healthier, calmer, you know, uh, and things will get better. I'm sure there's gonna be better times after these these types of conversations because there'll be positive conversations. Right. Well, Doctor, you know, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Uh, I just okay. want you no, my pleasure. Can you leave us with what well, audiences with maybe one key wisdom, you know, for the night uh, that they can take with them? Yeah. Check in with yourself and ask yourself, how can I take better care of me? How can I be a better friend to me? How can I love myself a little bit more? It all starts with you. And if every single day you ask yourself, how do I be a little kinder to me? a little bit more patient with me, a little bit more supportive with me, you will become more and more and more and more so for everybody else. And if you have any questions from anything I've said, you know, reach out, just reach out. My website is www.drheatherbrowne.com. So Dr. Heather Brown, I have workshops, I have my book, I have um, blog, I have freebies, People can work with me in sessions. So just reach out on my website. You'll find everything that you need. And if you have questions, feel free to ask. So you you do this, uh, you know, globally. Anybody that can reach out to you, obviously it's all Zoom type of conversation or, you know, like, you know, remote versus in person. Or you do also person for those people who okay. want. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, again, I, I think, listen, if you are in a relationship and you're not sure things are working out, maybe you need some assistance. This can help. If not, as you said, even having that discussion about yourself and maybe just, you know, getting yourself in aligned, that would help. I mean, I, I'm loving this discussion today. I mean, again, I, I enjoy these shows and I get a lot of this stuff myself, you know, I, and I practice these things, you know, based on what I hear and I learn. So, you know, folks, it's 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 available. I mean, even these shows, I mean, Dr. comes on on the show to share value and definitely do connect with her. I will have the the website uh, link into the description of the show. So again, as always, click there. Her picture will be on the website. Click on it and it will go to her website as well. So you have the contact, you have the connection, and you have your network now as a resource. Doctor, so much. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Oh, the honor is mine. The privilege is mine. Thank you. And there you go, folks. We're done for the day. This is the end of the show. I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.